the signal's clear Our favorite host is in the chair The Truman Show is on the air It's the Truman Show with Truman Jones A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County The Truman Show is on the air The Truman Show is on the air. From the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Willow Window, making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. Online at willowwindow.pro. Now live from NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. Larry and Bobby Stewart, two of my, uh, right at the top of my list, is my favorite people in the world. And uh, sometimes I feel like that I need to be in between you guys instead of on the far side. It would I, the, save the war, me a lot of licks if you would well, sit between The us. war has started already. <laughs> I just want him to behave. <laughs> You've been trying. How long you guys been married? 58 years. I can tell you. She couldn't tell you because it's, it's gone so fast for her. 58 years. Be 59 years come June the 7th. Good night. That's what I say. So you have been trying all that time. Yes. It's an Bless ongoing process. You think you'll ever master it? No. No. Bless your heart. He's a type A personality. I'm type B. What does A stand for? I, I can think of a lot of oh, things you, it might you, stand for. <laughs> you could kill this show real quick. Yes, I could. <laughs> you, well, uh, you've been rattling your uh, headphones. She didn't like that. She didn't like that. In fact, um, one of you guys got up on the wrong side of the bed. I don't know which one it was. It must have been her because I got up just like I usually do. But she was still asleep when I left. Yeah. So it, it probably was her. Let's let's say something nice about somebody, uh, okay. Bobby. You, you, you're going to mention a few fellows or ladies. She's done for God. Well, Janice sent me a text and says, for some reason, I can't hear anything on the WGNS app. Maybe Brian can. Uh, the the sounds go great over here. So I don't know. Happy birthday to who? Brittany Fankhauser. She teaches at Blackman. Blackman. And she's got a birthday today. She's. And I'm not saying how old she is because she's way younger than I am. You can't tell how old she is by looking at her. I proved that. But anyway, <laughs> she's a friend of a friend of Samantha Lehew, who is... Terry Lehew's daughter. Yeah. And we, we met her at our soon-to-be granddaughter-in-law's graduation party. Sydney graduated Saturday with a master's degree in biology. Oh, wow. With a 4.0 average. We were talking, and I said, well, it's obvious to me that you didn't have to take any of them hard PE courses like I did, or you'd have been down there about two like I was. But so she just took him easy, you know, science courses. Why is it that principals in Rutherford County have about a two or a one in their education process, but they're out there 
pretty much taking care of students who are up around three, three, five, four. Uh, well, what is it? Back in the day, mm -hmm. a lot of coaches got in administration because mm -hmm. they were there. Mm -hmm. And the word when I started was, if you can't get the job done coaching, we'll make a principal out of you. Mm -hmm. If you can't get the job done as principal, you'll run for superintendent and we'll get you elected. If you can't get the job done there, there's automatically a place waiting for you in the State Department. So that's that's not that way anymore, but uh, that was the thought. Are you saying Bill Spurlock is probably a 1.5 or no, a 2? No, I'd say he probably had to keep up at least a 2. Uh-huh. Uh, back in the day, like when I got my master's, you could, uh, or uh, undergraduate, you could make a D, but you had to have enough A's to counteract it. So, so that's where the P.E. came in. Well, the D part, of course, was where uh, it was a whole lot easier to make a D than it was A, I put it that way. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, a lot of us had outside interest. You know, I was playing basketball, so that was more interesting to me than science or something. But, mm -hmm. uh, and I some knew. of those little restaurants are, are kind of like restaurants out there on uh, between Murfreesboro and Nashville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was important. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I knew that I had to make it. I had to pass. In order to keep my scholarship and to keep to stay in school, I had to have that scholarship. And if I didn't, then I got promoted to Vietnam. And that'll make you go to class. And I tell everybody, freshman English put a lot more people in Vietnam than the draft board ever did. Because I'd be in school with some, and, you know, and the semester would end, and then mm -hmm. you wouldn't see them anymore. And I'd say, well, where's old Joe? Well, he's in Vietnam. He flunked freshman English. So, well, I... what. From my understanding, you had somebody that was taking care of all your subject matter. Most you bought Bobby. Most of them. Now, she couldn't go to class and take a PE class. I had to do that on my own, and that was tough. Yeah. But when it comes to reading stuff for a history minor and stuff like that. Or typing. Typing. She could help out a lot. Mm -hmm. It looked like you did not utilize Bobby as much as you should have because when you were at last Cassis and you were the principal it was my understanding you had to call home a number of times when you had some problems that would uh, creep up every once in a while well your understanding is incorrect uh, i did have to call up ben browns a few times yeah. to see what i was supposed to be doing yeah but uh and i had to call ags a few times to see what we were supposed to be doing but I don't remember ever calling her. Now, her and my first-grade teacher tried to coach one night, and their coaching career lasted shorter than mine. Bobby, uh, is that correct? I remember. Yeah, yeah. What, what were you doing? We, my friend Sarah Turner and I made uh -huh. a comment yeah. about what he should do in a basketball game, and it didn't go over very well. So that's all I'm going to say. The real that. story. We were playing at Old Rockwell High School, mm -hmm. and it was halftime, and I was out at the concession stand getting me a, a Coke. Mm -hmm. And somebody tapped me on the shoulder, and I turned around, and it was her, and she said, me and Sarah think. <laughs> me and Sarah, now that's incorrect. That's right, and she was English, but anyway, yep. she knew how to understand. And I said, 
you and Sarah need to do the spectating, and I'll do the coaching. Mm -hmm. And uh, that ended their coaching career. And I think Miss Sarah Turner's probably listening. Uh, but now when we got back to school and Miss Turner's group would come to to the gym mm -hmm. when when I was the first year, Miss Turner always came because she knew when you get out of college, you don't know how to teach PE to a first grader. They teach you how to teach in a perfect situation over there, yeah. and you never find one. So she would go. She would come to the gym and uh, just to make sure that everything went okay. But she called them her children. Ah. And they were too. She was a she was a mother hen to a lot of them, my two included. Yeah. You know, every once in a while I'll open up my annual and look back at my teachers and just thank them for yep. all that they did for me to just get me out of school. Yep. I mean yes. that was unbelievable. But uh, I, w I was talking to a, a couple of uh, educators the other day and they were talking about how um, a lot of the students going into the university level, they don't really um, look at the full picture when when they get uh, uh, they have to borrow money to go to school, and the money level uh, they don't watch the amount that they're having to pay to go to school to teach and things like that when it's going to take them. They'll, they'll be up in their retirement age yeah. before they get it all paid off. Well, the younger generation don't understand finance anymore. No. Uh, they had never have had to. And so, I mean, they don't understand. You yeah. know, it's just, I used to tell people, my kids, they live with, within their means, but yeah. they have to borrow money to do it. And that's the way younger kids are now. And, you know, when well, we were in college, you know, if your mom and daddy didn't have it, you got your job or you went to, I went to my uncle mm -hmm. and he loaned me money. We didn't buy anything when we were first married unless we could pay cash for it. Yeah. And some of these young couples buy these humongous homes and try to furnish them picture perfect right off the bat. So they're in the hole from the get-go. Yeah. So, you know, they don't know how to take it easy and s stay on budget. It looks like that would be part of the high school um, learning process. It used to be economics. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but, 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 it, but just as far as, I mean, just, just maybe simplify it just in going and trying to get a higher education and then let them go over what particular career that, that they're going after and, and then uh, relate the cost of it and, 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 and the impossibility of really being comfortable in that type of a career. I'll tell you the situation the other day at Walmart. I was trying to find some things for a project transformation that the churches are doing mm -hmm. and I was trying to buy the cheapest items to keep the cost down and there was a little boy I want to call him a boy anything younger than me is a boy or a girl and I asked him if he could help me find something he said yes and so he came and helped me find it I said thank you for working I said a lot of young people are not working mm -hmm. and he said well my parents worked and yeah. they brought me up to work. And I said, well, that's important later on because what are you going to put on your resume 
Mm-hmm. You know, when you go after a career job, are you going to put uh, set on my butt and drew money from the government? That's not going to be very good to a future employer. Yeah. So you need to get experience with working with customers, good customer service. He was the nicest young man. He stood there and let me preach to him. You know? He's scared of you, like me. <laughs> <laughs> Again, well, back to your question. Back in the 60s when Las Casas had a high school, yeah. we had a great home economics department. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a great teacher. And so I would make out the schedule where every girl had to take home ec the first two years in high school. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them didn't like it because they were going to be airline stewardess or they were going to be the I said, you probably will. Mm-hmm. But if you live long enough, you're going to be a, a wife and a mother. And you're going to need to know how to do things in the home. And so Miss Sharon Martin back there, and we had the kitchens, they cook and stuff. It was great. And then we kind of got away from that, and we would teach that stuff. Uh, I had a class. I used to teach whatever was left over. I'd teach American history. I'd teach out whatever. And one year, Miss Linda Murphy, who was best uh, what we t- typing in shorthand, whatever, a commerce teacher. And uh, she had... Uh, Old dummy me had made out the schedule where she had more t- classes to teach than we had periods in the day. Mm-hmm. So I took one that was called General Business, me and about 20 sophomore girls. And uh, we had the book, and we'd do some of that stuff, but we, I got Miss Knight's checkbook, and we had just got a copy machine. So I made a copy of some checks, and we would I'd bring a newspaper in, and we'd buy groceries, and we'd make a budget. We'd, we'd write checks. And those girls, they loved it. Now, they didn't have much of a teacher, but they loved it. And uh, we, But we taught them then. We taught them how to live in this real world out here. That's not happening anymore. Also, back then, if you think about it, people did not go broke going to the universities oh, during that right. time. That's right. And um, a lot of them did have jobs and, and those things, but... The cost of going to a university is not really meeting uh, what the um, kids are, what their future is looking for in those particular jobs that they're going in. I mean, um, how in the world could it get so out of control? Because you're looking at uh, kids... Two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars uh, in the hole. Hasn't everything got out of control, Truman? Yes, it has. But, but not like we were raising. But but, but this one just really stands it, out. It does, and uh, you know, it's the product you got to sell. If people want it, they'll pay for it. Now, when I got out of high school, my mother and daddy could not afford to pay me to go to college, to pay mm-hmm. for me to go to college. So I got a scholarship that yeah. paid everything, but it didn't. It includes spending money. Well, I had an uncle, my mother's brother, and he was very wealthy because mm-hmm. him and his wife were so tight they didn't spend any money. But he told me, he said, boy, I don't want you down there and not have any money. Mm-hmm. He said, I'll loan you all the money you want. But when you graduate or when you quit school, it's due. Mm-hmm. Now, that kept me in school because when I'd get homesick and I'd want to go home, and I'd get out on the highway to hitchhike. I'd think about, I want Curtis $500, and I, there's no way I can pay that back. So I'd go back in the dorm. That kept me in school. And uh, but uh, and I guess, I don't know, when when we got married between my 
sophomore and junior season, we decided it was time to pay him back. Now, we didn't get him paid back to what? After I got a job, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it was uh, it, it was helpful to my mother and daddy because they, they would have really, really struggled well, to know, send me $10 a week. I think the reason... Curtis put that cravid on it. Is he wanted you to get the education? Oh, I know. He I didn't know it at the time. About the money, but he wanted you to see the importance of the education over the money. Well, he was he was really high on uh, saving money. But it didn't cost as much to go to school back oh, then. Oh no. Oh no. Let me. When I was in school at Alabama Junior College in Fulton, Mississippi, mm -hmm. people could come to school and take a full load. Now that was 18 hours and ride the school bus, because it would stop at Tupelo, Oklahoma, places like that to pick kids up, for $75 a semester. Yeah. That's what it cost in 1960. And uh, So I what has driven the cost up? Oh, I, I'd say you probably can't take an hour for less than, what, three or $400 now. So something has driven the cost up in the universities Well, as far as... Um, and, and, and it's almost across the board. It's not just the no. major ones like uh, Vanderbilt and, and and the ones in in, uh, in the Upper East and or well, California. We couldn't, have, we couldn't have gone to school. I mean, he couldn't have. Mm -hmm. I was just. Uh, but y'all were living on the fat of the land over there on January Street, <laughs> <Yeah>. Bobby. <laughs> hey, our, our rent was fourteen dollars a month. Oh man. my don't, goodness! Don't, don't cut us short here. Uh, but that that really helped. Mm -hmm. That old housing project over on January Street, where Bridge Avenue was, it, mm -hmm. it kept a lot of kids in school that were married and had a place to live that, that you could afford. Mm -hmm. uh, the nice scholarship or anybody's scholarship that didn't live in the dorm back then would pay you $247 and a half a semester mm -hmm. for not eating in the cafeteria, living in the dorm. Now, that was, boy, every January and every September. Mm -hmm. We were two of the richest people on January Street, I'll tell you, because we got that money. Y'all lived over there where the governor's oh, daughter man, lived. We would go to Hardy, uh, we would go to Nashville and eat a crystal sometime. Wow. I mean, it was a big deal back then. It was a big and deal to go to Crystal in Nashville back then. And yeah, that I remember. Nervous. You had to go, and we'd stop at Zayers and touch everything in there, spend all day. And But, you know, and then when I started making the big teaching money, $3,800 a year, we had to move out of that low-rent housing project. Yeah. Oh, you know. kept the, all the banks uh, open back then. I did. That's the reason I'm still here. I borrowed money from Don Moser to make it through the first summer, and I ain't got him paid back yet. <laughs> well... You know that Don Mosier taught Bill Jones uh, from Pinnacle Bank everything there was to know about banking. He could do it. Yeah. And he he is responsible for a lot of people being where they are today. But so was Ed Lowry, Sr. Uh, Ed Lowry. Yeah. Well, it's not L-O-W-E-R-Y. It's L-O-U-G-H. If you go that way. Thanks for my English lesson this morning. <laughs> Mr. Geneva Pointer didn't teach grammar, me that. Grammar was not his strong suit, it, ever. It still isn't. <laughs> well, what I do is I do, I talk like that on purpose. So if I do make a mistake, everybody says, hello, Sturst is acting up again. Yeah. They, won't, they won't know I'm that dumb. See, people don't realize we, 
we had more money than anybody else during that time because we thought we did. Yeah. We appreciated things more. And, and uh, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, it makes everybody mad when I say that except for our generation. But we were brought up in 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 the best days of this country. No doubt about there, it. I think so too. The well, blessings were all all there for us yeah, to ju yeah. just reach out and get. Our our house, we were the only one in our group that lived in the country. Mm -hmm. So every weekend, it, during the summer usually, we had people at our house, kids all grew up together. We had more fun, mm -hmm. and everybody would bring a dish. We'd grill out hamburgers, and it was just a good time, a good time. You know, we'd have wiener roasts and hay rides and everything. It was just a good, good growing up time for my kids. And Jay was talking about it the other day, about how he saw a show on TV that featured all the old-time wrestlers, mm -hmm. and he said, Mama, I remember watching them on TV and going out to school. Tojo Yamamoto was out at school, and, you know, we had donkey ball games. Oh, was reminiscing gosh. on all of that stuff, and uh, it, it was just a fun time for our kids to grow up. We're having a problem with our son right now. Even though he lives in Texas, when he was smaller, we first moved to the country in 1970, he was three-year-old. I put a rope up in a tree so him and Mike Young, who was out of our house all the time, they mm -hmm. could climb up that rope and get up in that tree and sit on a limb and watch cars come by. Well, that, that rope now is about 12 feet in the air because the tree's grown. Well, we're going to have that tree taken down. And Jay's just having a fit because that, he said, Dad, that's a landmark. Well, it's not anybody but Jay and Mike Young. He said, I'm going to call Mike Young and tell him. I said, well, I, I agree with him. I said, well, Mike <laughs> Young ain't the one that's getting it cut out. Well, your mother is having the tree taken down. Yeah. Well, and, uh, it, the tree is dead. It's got very But it's still dead. there. Yeah. yeah I pick up half of it every I, time I mow. My thinking is it's close to the road. Mm -hmm. If it falls on the road, the the electric company has already said it's our tree. Mm -hmm. If it falls on the road, it's our problem. I don't want it to hurt anybody. So, we're I drive by your house. I don't remember well, that tree being a problem. Oh, yeah. There's two of them. They're going to cut them both down. Well, you know, my granddaddy, he lived at Kittrell, right there uh, where the stores were. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I would play in that big tree out front of his house. That tree is gone now, and that still aggravates me to this day. <laughs> I want to be able to see that tree where a lot of my childhood was spent. I asked Jay if he was going to have to go and see a psychiatrist. And, oh, he'll have to go to therapy, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> to get over this, and he just laughed. He just From well, my little buddy Walter, we were down there one day, I don't know, and I said, you see that rope? I said, that's that's what Uncle Jay used to climb up and get up in that tree, getting that rope. He said, how did Uncle Jay reach it? Of course, it's 12 feet. He didn't realize that it started out down close to the ground, you know. Well, I, I still drive by on, on Rucker Lane where Jackie and I had our, uh, really, uh, it was our first house. And and uh, other than we had a farm out there with, with that we shared with Mike uh, at Readable. 
but uh, for her daddy built us that house by himself. And what he did is, I've, I guess I've mentioned this probably too many times, but he decided he was going to build a house for every one of his daughters. And uh, we were near the end of that line, and he actually built that house, and my dad and Jackie planted the trees out front. Those trees are 40 feet high now. Yeah. And the, the memories that you make by creating all of these things, it makes it more special than a lot of people realize. And then as you get older and you, and you drive by and see that, I, I, I would have never sold that house, but I knew that they were getting ready to build around me. So um, Jackie and I went out and bought another place. But uh, the memories that you're able to make, they're really, really special. And, and you guys have got that out there on Flores and Road. I mean, it's a beautiful well, place. Uh, when Jay was born, his dad came up after he was born and we were home. And he planted some maple trees in our backyard. How many did he plant? Uh, four, I think, on Eagle Street. We yeah. live on Eagle Street. And <coughs> not too long after we moved out in the country, that house was sold. And we noticed that there were only three trees left. I don't know if it died or whatever, but it reminds me of Larry's dad every time we go by there, oh. those maple trees. Yeah. We've got a caller on the line. Caller, welcome aboard with Larry and Bobby. Well, good morning to all of you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Mr. C. Uh -oh, right. I'm, I'm still looking for that $5 that, that Stuart owes me. Well, what owe you, fi what owe you $5 for? for? It, it, um, consultation. Uh, yeah, right. I think that was all the way around, Mr. Campbell. I told people I couldn't do my job at Last Gas I was too busy running Walter Hill and Buck Hannon. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Well, you did give us a lot of help, I guess. Thank are you, sir. Well, I reckon. We are fine. How are you, I'm Butch? I'm How are you, Butch? Sir? You, you, you and Jane are doing fine. We're doing well. I'm driving my little cart today at the hospital, and not too many people out here riding today. Well, that's that's good, ain't it? Well, I don't know. It gets kind of lonely in this cart by yourself for three or four yeah. hours, but that's the way well, it goes. Well, plus you lost one of your heifers, old Jim. Yes, yeah, we did. Sure did. Yeah. yeah. He was a good one. He was a good one. He sure was. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Butcher. Yes, sir. But uh, yeah. I was I was looking to try to get you on tomorrow. Are you available? Uh, I don't think I have anything in the morning, but I'll have to look to see when I get home. Okay, call me when you get home. I will. I was going. To, I want to discuss some things with you. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't know. It'd be kind of a hard, a hard act to follow without with uh, with Bobby Joe being there today. Uh, well, he calls it like he sees it, Truman. Well, I, if we could talk Bobby Joe into having you run it, we'd be in good shape. You're probably right. You're probably exactly right. <laughs> Tell right, Johnny I'll, I'll said hi. I will do so, and y'all do well. Thank See you, you, Butcher. See you, Butcher. All right, bye.
Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with you. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Adams Place is a premier senior living facility in Murfreesboro. Our residents say the chefs at Adams Place run the area's best restaurant. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Adams Place Residential Living Director Terry Deal. Offering independent living, assisted living, memory care, health care center, and on-site rehabilitation. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. At Heritage South Community Credit Union, we help when others won't. It's what our members tell us we do every day. Whether it's a loan for a car you need to get to work or saving for the future, let us see if we can help. If you live, work, worship, or attend school in Rutherford, Bedford, or Marshall Counties, you can be a member of Heritage South. Visit our website, heritagesouth.org, to learn more. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. We've been telling you for a while now about the discount mattress moving sale. Well, now is the time to get by there. It's in its final days. All remaining inventory deeply discounted to avoid moving costs. All remaining floor models are priced below cost. Discount Mattress, locally owned and operated. They've been serving Murfreesboro's mattress needs since 2001 at 1614 Northwest Broad Street next to La Siesta Mexican Restaurant. Discount Mattress, your best night's sleep starts with Discount Mattress. All right, guys, this is Scott. I want to encourage you to make your health a priority. It's easier than you think at Low T Center. They are reinventing the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone levels. They offer a comprehensive health assessment so you know all the numbers that are important to your health. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, lack of motivation and drive, have noticed a weight gain or a loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. It all starts with a quick and easy health assessment, and it's covered by most health insurance. Low T Center is concierge medicine exclusively for us men, and they now offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety, including a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. Self-inject at-home treatments are $135 a month for self-pay or covered by most health insurance. To schedule your health assessment, go to LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. The National Weather Service confirmed a tornado in Williamson County. The NWS in Nashville said the EF0 tornado touched down in Arrington Sunday night. The tornado touched down near Page High School just after 7.30 and caused tree damage, but was characterized as small, brief, and weak. FedEx Ground is hiring in Nashville. The company said yesterday it'll hire 700 package handlers at its stations in Nashville. The new hires will load and unload packages, and the positions may become full-time job opportunities as demand increases. FedEx Ground already employs nearly 3,000 people at its facilities in Nashville, Lebanon, Murfreesboro, and Mount Juliet. Members of the Sam Davis Masonic Lodge No. 661 in Smyrna donated $1,500 from the recent pancake breakfast to the Tennessee Fisher House Foundation. 
Fisher House is located on the campus of the Alvin C. York Veterans Administration Medical Center in Murfreesboro and is a place to stay for the families of active duty military and veterans while the service member is receiving treatment at the Tennessee Valley Healthcare System or VA-approved facility. Nashville businessman Quincy McKnight will announce his bid for Tennessee's 5th Congressional District Thursday at his Nashville campaign headquarters. Those interested in the Murfreesboro-raised Republicans' vision for the 5th District, which includes Davidson, Dixon, and Cheatham counties, are invited to attend this free 3 p.m. event. At Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital hosting a seminar on birthing options on Friday. It's a Zoom meeting from noon to 1. Call the hospital if you need more information and find out how you can register. News on demand 24-7 at our website, WGNSRadio.com. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Auction, auction, auction. Reliant Realty auctioneer Steve Sandlin invites you to the auction of 6.96 plus or minus acres on Cripple Creek Road in Reedyville, Saturday, May 15th at 10 a.m. There are two soil sites, plenty of road frontage, all ready for you to build your dream home. The auction will be Saturday, May 15th at 10 a.m. Find more information at ReliantAuctioneers.com. That's ReliantAuctioneers.com. Firm number 5860, license number 5942. Good neighbor weather. Occasional sunshine developing this afternoon, high in the upper 60s. Tonight, mainly cloudy. Chance of showers, low near 48. High is 66 on Wednesday. A meteorologist, Laura Lockwood on News Radio WGNS. Right now, 49. Classic kid movies are back this summer at Premier Six on Broad in Jackson Heights. $5 tickets include admission, drink, popcorn, and candy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for classic kid movies all summer. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Larry and Bobby Stewart. And Larry, we have been given an order. The left-handed order, too. Yeah. <laughs> what, oh, just, what have we missed, Bobby? You know, I just wanted to say hi to my new beginnings Sunday school class. Okay. At the United Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are meeting after being out for, what, over a year because of the pandemic? I didn't know you were a Methodist. We got about half of our class back, uh-huh. and uh, I think everybody in our class has had the two shots. So we've uh, taken the mask off and socially distanced in the class, and I really enjoy it. We've got a great Sunday school teacher, Steve mm-hmm. Lewis, and uh, I just I really like it, and I really missed it. You got, need to say something about Chris. Who? Chris. Oh, Chris Cadu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she told me last night to remind her, and I guess it's a good yeah. thing she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was trying to remember something from Facebook, and it was about this show. She asked me what we had to do with the Truman Show, and I said, mm. we are the regular irregulars when he can't find somebody else to come on. Now, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. You're every two weeks, every two and, weeks. and you know that you're going to be on those weeks. Yeah. 
And we want to thank all of our listeners, local and out of state. We've got a bunch in Texas, a bunch in Florida, so and a bunch in Kentucky, mostly the ones I'm related to. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just want to thank everybody for listening to this off-the-wall nonsense and going back to the old days. I know we get stuck on that sometime, but it's nice to know, nice for the young people to know Mm-hmm. What what it was like in the 60s, 70s, and early 80s. A lot of the stuff is historical at, and factual, yeah. but most of it is is uh, just facts I, of life. It, it, it's it's a comedy show, and that's what most people <laughs> are, are, will yes, tell me. We get looking back uh, at some of the things that we did. It was a comedy show, you know. Yeah. And, Lynn Cates used to tell us he'd stop by occasionally, and we'd just, as he called it, fellowship. Mm-hmm. I and love that. We'd, we'd get to, to argue with each other like we always do. Mm-hmm. And Ben would say, you two need to have your, your a variety show. And, and I agree. Well, I know you comedy, everybody listening to us thinking, who are those clowns that mm-hmm. are on there? That's the comedy part of it. But if it was just the two of you, you guys would be fighting so much after 10 minutes of the show, it would end. That's because she was never saying things. That's, well, what, that's I, what my job is that's here. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I will say the pandemic has been rough on me. Mm. You know, the heart attack in January and then the broken ankle in October. And uh, I couldn't get up, couldn't get out. It was on and the who took care of you? Huh? And who took care of you? Mm. Well, I'll have to say... Larry did, and but my granddaughter, they came in twice, and she was a jewel. Mm-hmm. I mean, she cleaned the house for me and took care of me, and I Oops. was I was afraid to take my first shower on that ankle. How long was it before you took a shower? Two weeks. Well, I wash Truman. Oh my gosh, Bobby! <laughs> <laughs> no, it was two weeks mm-hmm. before I could take a shower, and. Uh, before she left, Larry didn't want to help me because he was afraid. Mm-hmm. She came in the bedroom. She said, Mimi, I'm going home tomorrow. We're going to get that shower today, so get ready. And uh, Were the she, windows open? No. no. What? The no. W- no. <laughs> we got, we got <laughs> masking tape over the windows. <laughs> I don't know. what Y'all get goofy on me. No. <laughs> But anyway, she just took charge and reorganized my cabinets because mm-hmm. I can't, and we get can't on find a, anything. Can't get on a ladder anymore. So and she threw a bunch of stuff away, donated a bunch of stuff to Goodwill, and whew. tell her to come over to my house next time. <laughs> she needs to move back. We could we could keep her working pretty regular, couldn't we? We need something like that. My gosh. Well, I'm just afraid to get on any chair or. St- or ladder or step stool anymore so my job in those two weeks or four weeks was to take care of the little great grandson mm-hmm. and that was a very pleasant job every step i made he made two and uh, we'd fish or we'd do this we just whatever we wanted to do me and my buddy miles would do it now, are you? Do you still have your pond, your lake behind your house? I got a little pond. Yeah, it ain't a lake, but yeah. 
Did you see what they caught the other day? I a did. paddlefish? I saw that. I saw that. I don't too. see how they got it in the. Wow. They're yeah. supposed to be extinct, is what I've been told. Well, I think uh, there's more of them than there are these sturgeons. They got their mouth on the bottom of their their beak, you know. Yeah. They're, they're hard to catch, but every once in a while, Jay caught one a small one one time, and we didn't. It scared him because he didn't know what it was. I said, well, that's a sturgeon, but it. They get pretty big, but that was a great big paddlefish. Yeah, they'll grow uh, five feet long and weigh over 200 pounds. What did they estimate this fish, how old it was, 138-year-old or something? I, I didn't realize there were any left, to be honest with you. You hear well, them every once was, in a while. That was caught locally, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, I thought I remembered that. It, well, it, it was on uh, uh, Caney, Caney Fork. Caney Fork, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, there's a lot. Of course, Caney Fork feeds Center Hill Lake. Yeah. And uh, so you you can catch a lot of stuff at Center Hill, you know, this cross, and here it comes again. And, uh, but I've never seen a paddlefish myself. I mean, I didn't, so that somebody had caught. You know, uh, you, you and Bobby remind me a lot of James Hamlin and Pat because so you guys you, you guys have raised so many kids because they love being around you guys. It, everything was fun for them. It was a learning experience, but you made everything so so um, enjoyable for everybody back then. Well, we had a good time doing it out here. Well, I that. left the entertaining part to Larry. Because he loves to entertain young children, take them fishing, riding the four-wheeler, you know. Go just... skinny dipping in the creek. Yeah. You're kidding. Yes. Well, when we took Jan with us one time, and that, that wound up the skinny dipping. Because <laughs> her mother was not fond of that. Jan and was mother... with you while y'all were all skinny dipping? Yeah, well, she was about three. Oh. And, uh, she loved it, but it was just her brother and me. Did she learn how to swim that way? Oh, she, no, she learned how to swim from Nancy Levi, didn't everybody? She taught swimming lessons here, and she taught every kid in Rutherford County back in that area to, to, to swim. Yeah. Well, my granddaddy threw me in, in, in that creek over there at uh, Kittrell, and um, he didn't tell me anything about what he was doing, and I thought I was going to die. And... and <laughs> And to keep from dying, I started flailing my arms yeah. and my feet around, and finally, I taught myself how to swim. And he said, "That's how. That's what I wanted you to do." I think most of us were that way. You know, we we go out on Sunday evening, and us boys are just like a a pack of wolves. We just walk, mm -hmm. and anybody that had a pond, we'd jump in it. Then we'd get up, put our clothes on, and walk somewhere else. But uh, that's the way we all learned how to swim. Or dog paddle. A lot of us just dog paddle there for a while. Well, the land where you grew up in Kentucky, it was very similar to what we have here, wasn't it? It was, but, except there were no rocks. Like the creeks. No rocks? The creeks had a gravel bottom or a mud bottom. Mm -hmm. Here you got the rocks, you know. And so when my best buddy came up to visit us, we went up to Readable. And got out in the creek, and he didn't he didn't understand what it was like until he got there. Because, you know, we waded the creeks, but there was there were no rocks, and there no big rocks like we've got. Yeah. It was all little gravels. We had an adventure every day back when we grew we up. We did. 
uh, we we were able to go watch movies uh, when mom and dad would go to the square because that was the only place to shop back then. And, and then when we would get through watching, maybe we were watching Tarzan, the ape man. Well, when I would get home, guess what, what I would do? Tarzan. I would go up uh, on our farm and look for vines to swing on and try to do the sound, but I never could oh, yeah. do that. Oh, yeah. And if you watched Roy Rogers, you went home and got your cap guns and yeah. and you pretended that. How many times did you shoot Mike? It is not it looks, enough. It looks not like enough. You hit him on the head a lot. Yeah. Uh, but it, 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 you think about it, we made up our own adventures. We didn't need uh, entertainment when you got right down to it. Um, we were just, um, I, I wish that my kids could have grown up in that type of atmosphere because you're, you're able to create your own world, you might say, back yeah. during those days. And we have a good time. And it didn't cost us anything. No. Because we didn't have anything to spend, so we no. had to, you know, you, you take an old cucumber that got too big to eat, man, that was ideal. We'd cut, slice that thing open, clean it out, take some matches and make a little flag, put it in there and put it in the pond. That was our boats. You know, we'd, we'd stay out there for all day floating them old cucumbers in the pond. Did you, did you pick up WSM in Kentucky? When the Grand Ole Opry yeah, would come on. Late, late at night. And uh, if you ha we had an old, when I was very little and we lived in a home place, we had an old battery operated. Mm -hmm. And you That's wasn't allowed to turn it on because mom was afraid you'd learn that battery. And they'd set it by the fireplace. And that would warm the battery up and make it stronger. But, yeah, everybody listened to the Grand Ole Opry. Life was so much simpler than it, than it is now. It was. I remember my daddy on Saturday night. When he was home, uh, we'd turn on the Grand Ole Opry, and he loved to two-step. Him and Mama would get dancing. Oh, I'd love to see that. And uh, and he taught all us girls to dance. Yeah. Dance two-step back then. He, you wouldn't think that he was a dancer either if you got, if you ever knew him, but he was. Uh, and uh, wrestling, he didn't miss a wrestling match on TV, and he'd get right in front of it, and you <laughs> better shut up because he was listening to everything they said. It wasn't fake to us when we would watch it. <laughs> it, it was uh, uh, Ombre, Montana. Do you remember oh, Ombre, yeah. Montana? Yeah. And uh, th they were just fascinating. I mean, I mean, that big old Ombre, Montana would come in and everybody would run and try to tackle him and just bounce off of him. Yeah. The Undertaker. Yeah. Casket <laughs> out there, you know. In Detroit, when we went to see it in person, mm -hmm. Dad would always try to get as close to the ring as he could get, and he would holler at them, and, and he'd holler, and he'd say, did that hurt? Did that hurt? <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when Jay first moved to Texas, him and his brother-in-law, they had a, a midget wrestling show. Oh. And so, of course, they, you know, it's rehearsed. But one of the little midget wrestlers was a referee. And then Jay went to the bathroom, and this little midget wrestler came in and stood at the urinal beside him. And Jay was going smart <laughs> off to him. And Jay said, uh, well, you got too old to wrestle. You just refereeing? He said, you climb your, in the ring, and I'll show you who can wrestle. Jay said, I shut up. I said, well, that's smart. That's smart. But now those people are athletes. 
There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah, they are. Athletes. And and big athletes, too. Well, that, that great big one, you know. Andre the Giant. Uh, Andre the Giant. He was, I watched his life story on television just recently, and uh, I felt so sorry for him. I did, too. Because he hurt every day of his life. Of course, we do too, but we had to wait till we were in our 70s yeah. to start hurting. Yeah. But it, it was, um, uh, he made a lot of money. He, he was a, a hero to a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people still believe that wrestling is, is oh, real. Yeah. A lot but, of people tell but, you that WrestleMania when he wrestled Hulk Hogan yeah. and Hulk Hogan beat him, uh, that was no fake to that. But. Uh, I'm sure it was. It was because oh, they yeah. did. They they put the story in there yeah. about that. But he he couldn't hardly stand up during that time. Well, he was know, hurting he so bad. So fast the bones couldn't support the weight. Yeah. But so he was so strong naturally. He didn't lift he, weights or anything. You know, he was called the gentle giant. Yeah. He had such a good attitude and everything. Yeah. I I, do, I, I miss uh, a lot of those days, and I list uh, I miss the simplicity of all of it. Uh, it. It's just, you're not caught up in all this political fever and everybody fighting well, against each other and stuff like that. Uh, everybody enjoyed each other at that time. Everybody had a favorite. If you, you ever go to the Hippodrome and watch it, and Nick Goulas, mm -hmm. you know, and the guy that I advertised the jewelry, if you don't know your jewelry, know your jewelry, he used to say that, but uh, yeah. Nick Goulas, he could promote and he did too. Well, I I, I remember uh, a lot of those things that were going on at the time. But I also remember I'm not going to mention his name, of course. But one of the big wrestlers ended up in jail here when I was over there. But that was on West Main Street. Yeah. Uh, when we had the the old old jail mm -hmm. and. Uh, it, that was the most interesting job in the world to get see see people come in, and they had made a, a mistake or whatever, and we'd have the opportunity to to talk a little bit with them. Now that 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 was special yeah. because it was it was more personal when you were able to do that at the time. Well, I and, remember um, the Hippodrome in Nashville. Yeah, where all these things took place. Well, y'all have y'all had a great place to to live, where y'all got to see some interesting things over on January Street now. Oh yeah. And believe me, they were not rehearsed either. <laughs> what we saw. But, well, uh, you got to remember, uh, they were cleaning out the slums. Mm-hmm. Marietta yeah. Street over in there. Yeah. And they were moving those people in. Plus, they were tearing down married housing. Over at the college, because mm -hmm. those that married housing was the old barracks from Smyrna Airport yeah. that they had moved in, and the walls were thin; they were falling down. So they were they moved all us college people over to January Street. They didn't move us; we came there first. But I had friends. Was that a was that did the the university or the college at the time? Did that have did they have any say-so in that movement? Because I've always yeah, wondered about that. Yeah. They, uh, if you were an athlete and they were tearing down married housing, they, they had an agreement with the city that we could live over there because we certainly were low income. 
And uh, so the college had a lot to do with But it was a good mixture. It was college students, and it was just those regular Westview people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we got to know a lot of them. And, you know, they were just like us. Uh, we didn't have anything either, but it was a good mix. And because uh, they moved the barracks from Smyrna, we had a lot of the uh, airmen from Smyrna in the housing project. So it was just a mix of uh, three different groups over there. And uh, if you opened your windows at night on a weekend, you could be entertained. <laughs> you know, there were parties and fights and stuff like that. So but those, those people from Westview, mm -hmm. they felt like that they were one of us. We yeah. felt like we were one of them. Uh, when I was at Last Cassis when we had a high school, this lady come out here and come out to school, and she registered her two sons. And she said, uh, my husband played ball with you when you were in college. Hmm. And I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought. And I couldn't remember, so I asked her. She said, oh, no, we used to play outside at the playground over at the house project. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would always be on my team. But I was in college, and we played ball together, so that's the way she saw it. And that was okay with me. I had a, We had a good time. T-Bone Rowlett to come over there and. You know, Mr. Oh, T-Bone would come up. Oh, yeah, Mr. Curley would come over there. Man, we'd have some awful games. Janet Todd mm -hmm. from Kittrell. Yeah. She played with the guys. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hey, she, well, she didn't back up either. And that just shows you, you know, people can get along from all walks yeah, of life. Yeah, and if you can have a good time without spending any money. Yeah. If you want to. And, you know, I don't remember there ever being a fight at that basketball goal over in Westview. don't remember ever seeing anybody trying to tear it up yeah. or something because we knew we needed it. And those kids, uh, they didn't jump up there and grab the net and tear them off. They knew that we needed it. Now, did they did they have a, a bat basketball court outside on down the street over there at McFadden? You know, uh, McFadden's right down the street probably, from me. Yeah, probably did. Now, I don't, I don't know. I used to. We got our first polio shot at McFadden School. It was when you had, had to take that little sugar cube thing. And uh, I don't know, we used to go down there and watch movies because we didn't have enough money to go to the Princess. And they'd show a movie on the, on the grounds out there at McFadden. And then we would get chiggers so bad, <laughs> we'd have to go buy enough calamine lotion to take care of the chiggers. We could have spent that much and gone to the Princess. But we thought it was free. And that was just a, it really was a fun place to was, grow. It was. There was a lot to do. You had Woodard and Gumber's store right across the road. And if you needed some and didn't have the money, Willard said, pay me when you can. And uh, it was just a great place to live. Now, how many, were all of you basketball players from MTSU, or did they, uh, any of the football players? See, I can't remember. I think in the football players were all at uh, no, they wouldn't have been well, at MTSU because that's not everybody right. Everybody remembers Jimbo Pearson. Yeah. Jimbo lived over there when we did. Uh, let's see. We had three Fred Hobbs, players Fred that Hobbs, lived over bunch there. Of them. Yeah. No, uh, it was just uh, baseball Tim, players, any of them. Tim Wagner lived over there. Jim Spencer lived over there. And we lived over there. We'd get together on weekends and buy a case of beer and play charades. I, don't, I can't imagine you drinking beer. I didn't. Not back then. No, 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 no. She no. was a designated driver. But now you've got to remember, 
that the governor's daughter lived over there too. Oh yes, Ann. Ann Ann Ellington. Tim, we we used kid Tim said you took her from the governor's mansion and in one night you had her in the housing project. It's all it took. But uh, she was one of us. Sweet, sweet lady. Still is. Comes, they get together with us, and we just really enjoy being around them. And you would never know that she was raised so much different than the rest of us. Now, where did they live now? Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, it seems that Tim, uh, Tim told us this himself, so I won't be spreading any gossip, that he, when he got out of college, he just wasn't interested in working much. So somebody told him, said, uh, you've got an interview with... Uh, Sun Trust Bank at 2 o'clock tomorrow. And he said, I didn't ask for an interview. They said, no, but Buford did. <laughs> well, <laughs> guess what? He went to the interview, and they hired him on and the spot. And he's retired from there now, so it was a lifelong job for him. And uh, Anne is just so sweet. Y'all, y'all just really had a charmed life, haven't you? And you know what the good part is? We can still remember most of it. That is great. Uh, I don't well, sometimes I'm not so quick at remembering. Well, we can't remember where we park our car at Kroger <laughs> sometimes, but we can remember those back in the 50s and 60s. That's yeah. a good. That's a sign. You know, we're we're just like computers. That's why I, I relate it. I, of course, I hate computers, but if a computer's got too much data in it, it slows down. And and I think that's what we are. Just think of how many things that have gone through our brain in in the last. Well, I'll put pushing 80 years. A lot of it didn't stick, but I think that's why we're so knowledgeable. It's because we've got more room up there for new stuff to come in. We remember the good things, oh, Larry. We do. That's, that's human nature. Yeah. That's why I enjoy the show so much, because the things that we're talking about are probably the most enjoyable things that we've been able to Man. experience in our lives. That's the reason I can remember how long we've been married, and she can't. See, so what are you saying? I'm saying that it, it was a good time. I don't mean to get you in trouble, but what I, are you I'm, saying? I'm trying to get out of trouble. Yeah. I, I, I'm saying that it was so enjoyable to me that I can remember it. Yeah. And evidently it wasn't as enjoyable to her because, you know, the start of the show, she couldn't remember. Well, I, I can think that... Uh, I can kind of go along with her a little bit. Can you? On what, uh, yeah, on what, what she's thank you. thinking. If, if, everybody knew what, <laughs> if everybody knew what I went through just to marry her. Uh oh. Wait a minute. Now, where, what direction are we going? Well, now, this is a true story. Okay. I'll, let, I'll give him that. Okay. My brother, big time mm-hmm. brother, he had got a job. The yeah. successful brother, right? Or that's what we're well, talking about. Well, he's my brother. Yeah. We, he was working at a paper mill in Pascagoula, Mississippi, and lived in Grand Bay, Alabama. That's right outside of Mobile, right on the Mississippi line. Okay. So he said, why don't you come down here and live with me? I'll get you a job in the paper mill, and then you can go back to Middle Tennessee, and it's over. And I thought, that sounded like a pretty good idea. And uh, so I was down there. Like, on, we got married on Saturday. I was down there on Thursday looking around. Mm-hmm. Mobile, Alabama. I started that's hitchhiking. That's Thursday before the Saturday coming that's, up. That's right. Okay. I started hitchhiking to Fulton, Kentucky from mm-hmm. Mobile, Alabama. Now, this was in 1962. And I caught a ride to Tupelo. Mm-hmm. That's where my brother's wife, mom and daddy live between Tupelo and Fulton, where I went to school. Elvis's birthday. 
for the birthplace. Right. And yeah. so I called Bill Davis, Tupelo, and I said, come and get me. I want to spend the night, and then I'll hitchhike on. I got to get up early and go. It'll be Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. So uh, he did, and he carried me to uh, the, the town that's right on the line. Corinth. Corinth, Mississippi. Mm. And then I, I called, there was a weighing station for the trucks back then there, and I caught a truck driver. Mm-hmm. And all the way got to Fulton, Kentucky. Had to be in Clinton, which is the next county we were from, to get my marriage license. So mm-hmm. I called my daddy. I said, you call Clinton and tell him to stay open I'm, and come get me. I got to get my marriage license. So I did, and the net got married that night and headed right back to Mobile, Alabama for that job in a paper mill. With Bobby. That's right. Married couple headed back. Uh-huh. So when I get down there, the paper mill job didn't make. Uh-oh. So I got me a job in a filling station. Now, that's where you pump people's gas. Mm-hmm. Used to working from 5 in the afternoon to 5 in the morning. Now, she got a job in, in Mobile at a car lot, and she had to leave home at a quarter to 5. She didn't get back till 5.30. Hmm. Now, that would put a strain on a newly ma- newlyweds <laughs> marital status. I would think so. And so after five weeks, I told her, I said, you go in today and you tell them you're through. We're going back to Kentucky for spend the rest of the summer. Well, where are we going to live? I said, Mom and Daddy's basement, and I'll cut bushes for my Uncle Curtis that was going to loan me money. Mm-hmm. And I said, but we ain't staying here no more. This is this is not going to work. So that was that was the week. The two days, three days before we got married, I was on the road hitchhiking most of the time. But you could do it back then. And I, I would hitchhike do there the Mississippi State Line where all that uh, walking tall stuff went on. Yeah, I didn't have a clue. I'd see those little buildings over there, mm-hmm. but I didn't have a clue what was going on until I watched a movie. And then I'd punch her and I'd say, "God, I remember that. I, I hitchhiked right there. I stood there and hitchhiked, but I didn't know what was going on." Goodness gracious! If they were to make a movie of that, nobody would believe it. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, you know, we would have been better off if we just stay at home because I had a job. Mm-hmm. He would have been the one that had to find something to do. Yeah. I worked for Ferrymore Seed Company in Fulton, Kentucky. And so we would have been a lot better off if we just parked it right there, but we let somebody else convince us that we needed to go to... It's greener on the other side. But and I cannot understand you working in a filling station... You probably wouldn't know where the oil would go into a car or anything like that because you have been relying on Big Willie all this time to fix everything that Big you've Willie got. Big Willie wasn't even born when I was well, well, I know, I but about. Big. But I was raised on a farm just like you were. Yeah. Of course, we didn't have tractors, but we had mules. We had a, a, a car that, you know, it wouldn't get you out of sight, so we didn't go to work. But I, I knew how to do stuff, and I'd hang around the garage up there at the old country store and her uncle or cousin, whatever Lee was, he, he would let us help him uh, put a generator on a car. Man, I thought my, I thought I was something else. Could you do that? I could do it, buddy. Stretch that fan belt where it was just right. Wow. I mean, we, all of us boys could do it because we was always tinkering with the car. You know, we'd... Uh, Get well, legal. they tried to keep them running for the Saturday night dates. What would what? Where would y'all go on Saturday night for your Usually dates up there? Usually, to Piper's drive-in and sit in the parking lot and talk to everybody. 
That's you, where did I, you go in a car? Huh? Into, you, you went in a car, I presume. Yes. She had, I Pertis, had a car. She had a Pertis 56 Ford in Hickman County. And that's what I was really the reason I was marrying her. And then I'll be learned before we got married, she traded for a 59 Chevrolet. It wasn't even a hard top. And that's oh, what no. I had to drive around Middle Tennessee State University. <laughs> if I'd had that 56, I might not be sitting here today. You know what I think? I remember on drive ins, I. I I remember, um, I'm, I sh I sh I'm not going to mention Bob Mifflin's name, but he only, <laughs> and, and I think there were three guys and three girls, and, and I can't even remember all of them. It was just, but the memory is that the boys, we all got in the trunk of the cars so that we oh, wouldn't sure. have to pay. Yeah. And, and the, the ladies would go in, and then they let us out. and then. But what we didn't know, they had us spotted. And that did not end up in a pleasant night whatsoever. And then you probably, as you started out, left the speaker hooked to your window and pulled it off to put a backseat speaker in your car, didn't you? Actually, you could put on a certain radio station, and you didn't even have to go into the theater. You can st uh, on the outside, the one on uh, Nashville Highway, you could see it. Uh, and when I was... Uh, patrolling for the sheriff's office a lot of times we would drive up there oh. watch the movie and if you had the right uh, uh radio station you could listen to the movie while you were sitting so there so you did that as a police officer sit eating donuts didn't you? well where i messed up was they called me and wanted to know what my location was because oh. they had something going on and they didn't tell me where so and so I lied a little bit about, about where my location was. It was about 20 minutes where I was supposed to be, which would have been about two minutes from the call in Laverne somewhere. You can imagine how fast I was going to get up there uh -huh. to get to that call. Uh -huh. I can imagine. Yeah. But, uh, you know. It was it it was a good time. It really was a good time. We were we've we've been blessed. We have. And I think a lot of your um, history, growing up and everything, that's one of the things that made you such a good teacher and a good principal because you could understand pretty much each one of the young people's backgrounds during that I, time. I was blessed to have had good teachers. Yeah. Had good principals. I only had two principals, but they were both so different. But then, one, again, they were so much alike. The one yeah. I had for three years was a little old bitty guy. But you weren't scared of him, but you respected him. Yeah. And you respected everybody because you knew what you'd get when you got home. And uh, then the last one, he was about like Homer Pittard. He was a big, big mm. guy. And, but he, uh, he didn't allow us to chew gum. And then even today, if he was still alive, if I had gum in my mouth, I saw him, I'd swatter it. Because that was just, he did had a new school and he was gonna keep it looking good. And it's one of the best schools in the state of Kentucky now. Kids go to college, and uh, my buddy's granddaughter was down here the other day. She's gonna come to Middle Tennessee. She wants to major in uh, forensic science forensic or something. Science. You know, oh, bless her heart. She, she can't get it anywhere up there, so she won't yeah. get passed. They do a good job tuition. over here with that. They've got one of the best. But yeah. uh, she's got. She'll start out as a sophomore because they get college credit in high school yeah uh, her sister older sister graduated in two and a half years because she had enough in high school and you know the kids don't know it but i'm sure the parents do how much money that's saving them 
on that college tuition we was talking about. And that's a big deal. Yes, it is. All right, we've run out of time. Anything we need to say to anybody? Just we appreciate everybody that listens to this nonsense and old times. I know that some people probably get tired of it. But I don't ever get tired yeah. of it. It does us good. They to got a remember. knob on the radio, they can turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> we've got a guy, we've got a special visitor today, been in here. He's I bet hung, he could tell us about he's the old hung day. with us. We were out doing blood work, and Jim had uh, his car radio tuned to, and I had to stop him on, on my way back. <laughs> <laughs> I feel at home. <laughs> yeah. I graduated from Tullamore High School in 1950. I don't know you know what. Yeah. I graduated in 59. So did I. My mother graduated in 34. And she was a center knocker on the basketball team. Oh, my. They, back then, everything came back to the center circle after every basket. If you had a good center knocker, you're probably going to win. And my mama could see good, but she was tall. <laughs> and so they were had a help team because they had a good center knocker. All right. All right, guys, we will see you in the morning at nine. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, is the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Since 1981, Willow Windows been making homes beautiful all over Tennessee. From decks and railings to doors and windows. Visit WillowWindow.pro. Willow Window, the official sponsor of the WGNS Studios. WillowWindow.pro.